All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Brad, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Again, always always feels better to be back on the winning side of the NFL. So anytime you can pick up a win against a quality opponent, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, you know, something uh, something this morning feels really good about being two and three. I think we're both going to face each other in the AFC Championship game. We're just ascending. We're coming off hot wins. Let's just say it. Let's just call it now. Patriots, Steelers, AFC title game. Everybody else can just suck it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun to see uh, the Steelers host the playoff game, you know, that late into, into January and February. So I'm excited. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you insinuating that you would have a better record than New England and New England wouldn't host it? Oh, obviously. Steelers are head and shoulders a better team than the Patriots. Are you kidding me? So, for those of you that are tuning in today, I appreciate you. Um, The support is never taken for granted from Brad or I. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see that I'm currently sitting on a couch. Uh, This is currently where I have to be because yesterday we had roughly 45 to 50 minutes of technical difficulties. Me and Brad just could not link up for longer than three minutes. Um, cause we normally would record on a Tuesday, but here we are. It's freaking Wednesday. It's hump day. Uh, the NFL has not started week six, so we're not even late. We're here and we're ready to record. Brad, are you ready? I'm always ready. Dude, let's kick this episode off. Uh, let me start off with this and then we'll get into some real good stuff here. Um, John Gruden fired by the, the Las Vegas Raiders. We're well he aware resigned. of it. He, he resigned. resigned. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He resigned. Uh, you're aware of it. We're aware of it. We know it's a huge story. Unfortunately, Brad and I like to keep things sports. And this story is so much more than just sports. And when they are ready to hire another coach or there's a coaching search out there, me and Brad will love to d- dive deep into it. But as of right now, we're not going to get into the specifics or our opinions as to why he was fired or, or not fired, but asked to resign or he did resign or asked to be fired. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Um, he's off to uh, hopefully, hopefully better things um, for him and his family. You know, unfortunately, he did something that was uh, probably considered stupid, but we'll move on. So let's start with the mailbag, shall we? Yeah, let's run it. Run it. Yeah, we got uh, several good questions here. I'm actually pretty excited about these. Um, so Jamie Lado writes in. He's kind of a frequent listener right now and, mm-hmm. and uh, likes to comment his questions here. NFL. Quarter season award. Basically, he's asking for the MVP, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year. Um, and do you think they make a full season at these? So let me start here. I'm going to kind of revamp his question a little bit here. Um, I would like to do the quarter season. The, basically, the, let's just give our quarter season awards. The season okay. is basically a quarter over here. So based off of his... Off the top of your head, who's your who's your current MVP? Um, my MVP, uh, my vote would go to Kyler, but there's currently five quarterbacks all in the race in any order. Kyler, Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady. I believe those are the five people that are in the in the in the boat that's heading out towards the trophy. We'll see who can emerge, who can stay consistent, but all those guys 
have good statistics and their teams have good records. So I believe those are the five, but my vote would go to Kyler Murray right now. I, I just think he's he's on a whole different planet right now. I 100% agree with everything you just said. I literally can't, I can't even, be, yeah. Those are the exact five that I would even start to, to accept. And if you wanted to argue the other four, I would hear you out for sure, especially right now with probably Justin Herbert. I think he's probably the closest second um, to Kyler just for what he's doing right now is just really off the charts. But Kyler deserves it 5-0 and and has been an absolute stud. Uh, defensive player of the year. The defensive player of the year is, in my opinion, easily Trayvon Diggs, six picks through five games. He's been a huge reason as to why that defense turned around. But we all know Aaron Donald's going to win it because you can't quantify the film of the different double team. Okay, whatever. Trayvon Diggs should be the defensive player of the year. Again, that award fires me up, but it should be Trayvon Diggs as of right now. I mean, he's on pace for like 30 picks. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I actually would go a different route. I would go Miles Garrett. I think he is leading the league in sacks right now. He's been unstoppable force. Um, I actually, I think I predicted him to be the defensive player of the year this year. If maybe, maybe that's what I predicted outside of Aaron Donald because we just know Aaron Donald will get it, like you just said. Um, but Miles Garrett is also having a stud season. But Trayvon Diggs, holy hell! I mean, he's come out of nowhere, really. I mean, he was a solid player last year. Nothing special this year. He's an elite corner, so. Uh, rookie of the year, offensive, defensive, let's start offensive. Um, I think rookie of the year has got to be Jamar Chase through, through five games. I mean, I think he's got five touchdowns. He's, he's got to be up there in yards in the whole NFL. He's got to be definitely top 10, if not top six or seven. Yeah, actually, I think I saw him and Justin Jefferson, since they were teammates at LSU, they're six and seven, I believe right now in receiving yards. Um, he's got the touchdowns. I mean, maybe there's another guy that's not coming into my mind right now on rookie of the year. Uh, I think it's got to be Jamar Chase as of, as of this moment. It's 100% Jamar Chase, and and I'm not even being biased. I think second place, and it's distant, would be Mac Jones. But right now, he's done nothing to close that gap. It is a massive gap. I think Jamar Chase is probably the runaway right now. I know that before before last week. Najee Harris led all rookies in receptions. If he can get yards and touchdowns, he has a chance. But right now, the leader is Jamar Chase. He would win it today if there was a vote. And Najee's coming off a pretty, actually, two good games in a row. One with a ton of receptions. This last one with a, over his over 120 yards rushing, I believe, right? He's definitely trending in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive rookie of yeah. the year, Micah Parsons, right? Yeah, um, I don't think anyone has done done defensively, at least what I've seen. Patrick Sertain has played really well for the Broncos. But Micah Parsons in the middle of that defense making plays all over. He certainly, I believe, does have the lead. Uh, he doesn't have any others listed here, but what about uh, let's do Coach of the Year. What do you got for Coach of the Year? Coach really. of the year. Um, gosh, I can't remember. Brandon Staley, Chargers head coach, I think is who I would give it to. Um, the whole going for it on fourth downs in your own territory, this and that. He's he's shown performances where the defense can blank people out, and he's shown performances where he can allow 42 points and still get a win. 
He hasn't really seemed to misstep yet. Whole team's bought in. Chargers are a top team in the NFL. And I think it has a lot to do with going from Anthony Lynn to Brandon Staley. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. He's a rookie head coach. Uh, personally, I, I he's probably third on my list. I got two others that just really stand out. But number one is probably Mike McCarthy. Um, a guy that a lot of people kind of made fun of, at, you know, in, in his first year. And obviously Dak gets hurt, fires his defensive coordinator, and, and really kind of revamps the team here. And a lot of people were writing Zeke off. It just seems like this team is really clicking. And a lot of people are going to give credit to a lot of other people. But Mike McCarthy deserves some credit. I mean, he is the head football coach. And I think he's he's probably deserving that award. Outside of that, Cliss Kingsbury. I, yeah, he's certainly up there. We both predicted the, the Cardinals at roughly a 500 team, and right now they're five games above 500 and have no zero, zero in the loss column. So Cliffs Kingsbury, I mean, in my opinion, probably right there too. Um, any other awards? I can't think of any. No, that we've, got, we've spent some good time on that. Yeah. This is a good one, man. Uh, Kyle Miller writes in. He's a Seattle Seahawks fan. Those people don't know. Uh, He's asking, Seattle without Russell Wilson, are they a bottom 10 team? I want you to think about this before you just shout out an answer. Let me start spewing a couple things, right? So they got Bobby Wagner, a top three linebacker, pretty much undisputable, right? Would you agree? Jamal uh, Jamal Adams, a good run-stuffing, pass-rushing, strong safety. Two elite wide receivers. I know you've started to come a little bit long on, on Tyler Lockett, but they got Lockett and they got Metcalf. Chris Carson's a solid running back. They do have Dwayne Brown. But without a quarterback, are they a bottom 10 team? What's your what's your take? Um, I don't know if they're bottom 10, but they are bottom half. I don't think they're one of the 16 best teams in the NFL. And especially when the backup goes to Geno Smith. We'll have to see how he's playing. And I know a lot of people say, well, he played good when he took over for Russell. Yeah, the NFL, the, the Rams didn't game plan for Geno Smith. When teams start to game plan, what does what has Geno Smith done well? What are they going to try and do? I mean, we'll see. They played the Steelers defense here on Sunday Night Football, which honestly with the Steelers not doing so hot and Russell Wilson being out, I thought they would get flexed out of Sunday night. Um, but they are two teams that have won two Super Bowls over the past, you know, 15 years. So it's not going to. But I thought the Browns Cardinals at 405 may get flexed into Sunday night simply because it's a better game. But top, top, uh, bottom 10 team, I don't want to say that because they're coached by Pete Carroll and they still have a lot of high caliber players on the team. But I would certainly hesitate to put him in the top 16 just so you know I'm a, I'm a big ratings guy as you know we don't talk a lot of ratings on the podcast but i like to talk to him about him on the on the real talk page um sunday night football promises the nfl that they don't flex any game at all until there's no until there's playoff implications taken away okay so basically it's usually later in the season when a team is mathematically eliminated and not playing for anything, they will flex the game out. Yeah, and if you put it this way, you look at how the Steelers have kind of been struggling this year. Their offense finally showed some some juice against the Broncos, but the Steelers are favored by four and a half points 
against the Seahawks without Russell Wilson. So it tells you what, you know, the odds makers think about the Seahawks without Russ. And a lot of times, how many times do people say, you know what? I think they're not, I think this such and such a team is better, but I'm taking Russ. You know, he's kind of been the canceler. He hasn't missed a game in 149 straight games or something like that. I think we're going to get a reality check. I I think we're going to get a reality check on who they are without Russell Wilson because Spoiler alert, I do think the Steelers win this Sunday night. Yeah, I think Seattle has a, has some pieces that allow Russell Wilson to succeed. I don't think they have any pieces that allow the Seattle Seahawks to succeed without him. That makes sense by saying yeah. that? I think they have good players, but ultimately Geno Smith isn't going to be able to capitalize with said players. I think that they are they're limited. I don't know. I think the game's on the road too. Aren't they playing at Pittsburgh? Yes. Yeah. Um, not even just speaking about this weekend's game, I think Gino's going to have a tough time, especially in what we have continuously called a gauntlet of a division for weeks. For, for weeks, before the season even started, we said this was a, a gauntlet. That's one of the reasons we were so low on the Cardinals. We just said it was impossible for them to get to that that range, judging by how tough this division was. So are they a bottom 10 team, Kyle? Probably not, because even without Russ, I think they're better than the Jags and Houston and the Lions right now. But I mean, there's a lot of good teams, so they're flirting around that 10 spot. Honestly, it's tough to really to really go in on that. Uh, another question here. Anthony Pratt writes in. I'm not sure if he's being funny with this or if he's trolling or what, but he's writes in. Would the Browns be a better team with Big Ben as their quarterback? Would the Steelers be a better team with Baker? I'll let you answer. I have a short way to answer this, but I'll let you answer first. Would the Browns be a better team with Big Ben? I can't tell if you're shocked or... No, I, it's, a, it's an extremely difficult question. I mean, right now, I mean, currently... Big Ben's always done well with an elite running game. Um, I, I me, really don't know. I feel like maybe you're trying not to be biased and stuff. Let me ask you this. What does Cleveland do to win games? They run the ball, right? Yes. They but don't throw it over the top. So could Ben, could Big Ben succeed in this offense? 100%, right? I think any quarterback is built to succeed in the Browns offense. I mean, it's stacked offensive line, running game, weapons at wide receiver. I think that's why people always say this roster's a quarterback away because, you know, I like Baker, but is he masked by his entire roster as to where Big Ben is still producing here and there? But I mean, he's got an entirely new reconstructed offensive line, a rookie running back, a young wide receiver. So it's like, I think Ben is better built for his situation in Pittsburgh because he's got a lot of youth and he's the experience. And then on the flip side, Baker's still coming into his own, but he's got players around him who seem like they seem to be established already. So I think they're both in the right situations for them. Um, I'll put it this way. I think they're good where they're at. I think Ben could still succeed on the Browns. I think Baker would not do well on this Steelers team. I think Baker Baker would not have made it four years with the offensive line struggles and the, the the kind of rebuilding structure that the Steelers offense is in. 
Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. I think Anthony, I think right now Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback. But I think a lot of that, and I've, I've talked to so many Browns fans about this, and I feel like I've talked verbatim about this and ad nauseum. Um, Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. He is not a great quarterback. Ben is past his days and is now a good quarterback and not a great quarterback. I think if we're just talking this year, I think Ben would be great in, in, in Cleveland and, and could potentially get to that one last playoff push. Unfortunately, the Steelers have a lot of issues that the Browns don't have, and that's depth. That's offensive line play. That's a strong running game. Uh, just all over. There's a lot of issues there. But Cleveland, on the other hand, a lot of their issues are masked by how deep they are at the end better, of the day. Better or worse, I don't know. But I believe Ben can succeed in both offenses. Baker can only succeed on the Browns right now. That's the way they, the way it is. That's how I would think of it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Unfortunately, I wouldn't agree that Ben is succeeding in Pittsburgh's right now. Well, I think Baker would have worse worse numbers than what Ben has right now if he was on the Steelers roster. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, another question from Kyle here, and this is it. When I read this, I, I thought, what a great topic. What a great topic, because I think there's there's some depth to this. Kyle writes in, has the extra point become too risky are teams going to go more reg? Are teams more regularly going to go for two? I think that's what he's trying to ask. There is a typo. Um, if you have a good kicker, you're not worried about extra points. Kind of puts more of an emphasis on having a more consistent kicker. But the way I look at this question is, who cares? It was a great move to move to that point extra back. If it means more missed extra points, more two point conversions. I watch football for entertainment. Sure, it may bother me with my own team, but with Chris Boswell, we've never had that issue for extra points. And when I turn on any of the other 31 teams or the other 15 games that weekend, I like seeing the animosity and the in the in the ups and downs that it is. Um, again, point at when extra points became way too much of an automatic or an afterthought or a shock if they're missed. I like the there is a challenge to it and that it's not just a gimme and that it's a 37 yard kick. And if you want to go for two, sure, do it. But then again, you have to wait. Do you trust your offense? You just the kicker. There's way more things that can go wrong. If you go for it and pass in a two point conversion, that could easily be two points the other way. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that go into it. A lot of different things. Maybe that people could think of, but the way it's constructed right now, I like it more than when it was just a 17 yard kick. I don't think he's asking to go back. He's asking, is it too risky to continue to kick it? He's asking, do you think teams oh. should go for it more often? Oh. Going for two? That's his question. I don't. At least for the Steelers. I don't for the Steelers. If you have a, the Bills, why, why would you not go for two? They're not, you, you can get three yards anytime you want if you're the Bills, I, I would imagine. Or if it's, you're the, it's harder to get them in the red zone, it's very, especially at the goal line. Right. I, I, I just was saying if you have an elite offense with a quarterback you 100% trust, especially ones that can move. If you have Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson, Kyla Murray, there's that's a nightmare to defend. I believe as an offense, what you should do is put yourself in the shoes of the defense and what would you want like what would you want the offense to not do? 
like what are you like hoping that they don't do and then do that no team wants to see kyler murray come up and shotgun every time they score a touchdown and just keep drilling another two points because i believe every one time they miss it they're going to get it two or three times and eventually it's going to lead to an extra field goal during the game in points i would agree I'm I'm actually shocked more people don't continuously go for two. You know, Bill Belichick in Super Bowl 51, um, they had to make three two-point conversions in that game in order to to bring it back. That was one of the ways they came back from 25 points down. And he actually said in the post game, he goes, it was actually our game plan to be in a high-scoring game with them Matt Ryan was the league MVP that year. They they led the team in, or led the league in offense, whatever. He goes, we inserted several two point conversion packages because we we thought we would come out score and immediately go for two to put pressure on them. Why don't more teams do that? And I feel like what a momentum shift it could be if on an opening drive, it's your opening drive. You have nothing to lose. There is literally fifty. Five-ish minutes left. Let's just hypothetically. Five-minute drive, right? There's 55 minutes of game time left. Go for two. What are you losing? I, I think it goes to the same thing. Like, when they offered that instead of doing an onside kick, you could start fourth and 15 on your own 20. Okay? Now, some of you might not love that idea. I think that is so awesome. I would love for that to be an option. But so many head coaches turned it down in the voting because at the end of the day, coaches don't The less decisions a head coach can be graded or judged on, the better for them. So if it's kind of like unspoken that like, yeah, let's just kick the extra point. And if they miss, it's on the kicker, not the head coach. But if you go for two, it's not on the offense for not getting it. It's on the head coach for telling them to go for two. It's not seen as a normal thing to do. Therefore, it's a if it's a if they do convert it, it's like, good job. You skated by you made the two point conversion. But if they miss it, it's like, what were you thinking, coach? We're still in a in a more progressive thinking transition in terms of football. I think in three, four years, we might see way more two-point conversions, which for the neutral fan is so much more fun. Yeah, what you just said, you actually just killed that. If a kicker misses the, the field goal, it is 100% the kicker's fault. It, it doesn't come back on the coach. It's just assumed that that's what we're going to do. We're going to go out there for the one-point kick, and if you miss it, you miss it. You suck, right? But if you call the call to go for two, it's 100% on you. I don't care if the quarterback throws a pick or not. I don't care if it's a bad play call. I don't care if it's a great play call. The coach made the decision to go for two and it didn't work. You're 100% right. Why would coaches do that? It's just so much more pressure. And also, the more we see two-point conversions, the bigger uh, sample size we're going to have. It used to be one point extra points. You know, these are hypothetical numbers. We're at a 95% clip. Two-point conversions are a 65% successful clip. The more field goals that are missed and the more two-pointers that are made on a regular basis, if that margin gets to, well, extra points this year being made at an 84%, and two-point conversions are being made at 71 that's much more realistic for you to say, you know what, the numbers are kind of, you know, it's still a 70% chance at more points. And if we miss the two-point conversion, If we get the next one, it makes up for it, and it's like we made both extra points anyway. So especially earlier in games, I think we may see teams try to jump out to leads or um, overtake leads by taking two-point conversions. Same thing with the Lions. You know, they went for two to win the game this weekend, 
ended up backfiring because there was still 37 seconds on the clock, but they didn't go for one. I bet you every Detroit Lions fan watching the TV is like, let's let's go for the blood here. Get the win. Go for two. And that's what they did. So I, I like it. I like going for two. I think they should. Will we see it? I think we're we're not far away. We're not far away from more two-point conversions. And last thing before we, before we move on, I think and it goes back to what you just said about the coaching decision. If the coach makes the decision to go for two and it costs them the game, it, it, you could lose the locker room because then the, the locker room was, why don't we just kick it? You know, there's, there's so many issues. Winning is hard in the National Football League, and I think it really it constitutes the decision that you see when people are just going for one or when people are going for uh, going for it on fourth down their own, they want to win so bad because it is so hard to win in this league. It really is. It's incredibly dependent on the team too. So like you take the chargers, their kickers, they've always had issues. Well, now I got Justin Herbert. I'd rather live or die on his arm and him getting the ball in the hands. The, the perfect catch 22 is the Ravens. 90% of teams like Lamar Jackson, two yards out. Let's let's bootleg him or let him do some magic, but then on the flip side, it's like, oh yeah, we they have maybe the best best kicker of all time. So it's like it's incredibly dependent on the team. Like if you have an iffy kicker, but a quarterback that makes stuff happen, you know, it, it all each team's different. But especially if you think you can get out to an early lead with two point conversions, knowing if you score later, you can make up those points with another two point conversion. I think it's I think it's going to be more and more smart to take those opportunities. Kyle, I know you're a weekly listener. Thanks for the question. I thought it was a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we did it justice for you. All right. Uh, now my time. I got some questions for you, sir. And okay. I will I'll chime in where I see fit. But I think this is a great time to have this quick discussion. I, I don't want to go too far, and I don't even want you to explain yourself. I just want you to list it. Okay. I, um, I have advice. We don't go over this. Yeah, we don't, I don't I tell have no idea what's coming. I want you to tell me your top five quarterbacks in the league, and I want you to rank them. Don't just spit five, five out. I want, you, I want you to rank them. So one to five or five to one? Sure. Doesn't matter. And this is right now on their team, in their situation, top, ten, top five quarterbacks right now. Yep. Well, I just named five for the MVP, so I think that's going to be. Mm. Oh, no, I didn't say Patrick Mahomes. You did not. Or Russell. Uh, or... There's some other ones out there, too. Or Aaron Rodgers. You never said Aaron Rodgers, either. Dude, it's getting increasingly tough. Yeah, there's a crazy amount of quarterbacks. And there's a crazy amount of elite quarterback play right now. And You know, who's who's your reigning MVP of the league? You just said Kyler Murray. And a lot of times we don't even have him as our top five. I just thought this was very interesting. At where okay. we sit currently in today's NFL, there's so much elite quarterback play. And I'm sorry, a lot of you guys are probably thinking to yourselves, well, what about Patrick Mahomes? Spit him out. I don't. I think the gap has literally closed. Yeah. I don't think the consensus number one anymore. I've been saying it for two years. I thought. I remember when we first started this pod about you know maybe not first started but about a year ago this time I told you in two years Josh Allen would be considered the best quarterback in the league. I'm gonna go talent, 
talent and experience here for my top my top ten or my top five. Okay. There's some uh, guys that left down. It's gonna make people mad, but it's what yeah, it is. Um. Uh, spoiler: I think Josh Allen and Russell Wilson are gonna be left out, and that hurts me. But I think they're gonna be six and seven. Um. N- number five, I'm gonna go. This is this is tough. I'm on the spot here. You are on. I put you on the spot. Number five is going to be Justin Herbert is going to be number five. Number four is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Number three is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think I just forgot. No, I'm sorry. Number five is Justin Herbert. Yep. Number four is Kyler Murray. I might switch those two if I thought about it a little bit longer. Okay. Um, but three, two, one is going to be Mahomes, Rogers, Brady. Wow. I do think Brady's still the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Experience, arm talent. I know he can't move. Uh, if I had to just do one thing, I think I would switch Murray and Herbert. So Kyler Murray at number five, Justin Herbert at number four. Gosh, I know a lot of people are going to bury me for that, not having Russell Wilson. Or, uh, dude, I Josh Allen, but they're both so good. I just, I don't know. The thing is, and I don't have it in front of me. I'm sure I could find it. We did a quarterback draft at some point. I think I'm doing Josh Allen over Kyler Murray too. Kyler Murray's out of the top five. I didn't want to do it because of his season right now. But Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Rogers, Brady. Final answer: Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Rogers, Brady. That's the final final five right there. Kyler yeah. and Russell, two similar guys, but they're going to be right outside. And Lamar is going to be right outside. Yeah, that's that's a great list. I, I think uh, off the top of my head, for me, I think I would go Brady. Allen, I'm going one to five here. Yep. Brady, Allen, Rodgers. Herbert Mahomes. And I'm okay with that because the gap has grown. Mark Jackson's at six now for me. I know that I've notoriously put him around the 10 or 11 mark and you've made fun of me for it, but I was wrong. I was wrong on Josh Allen a year and a half ago too. So, And that's I the can... thing I stood, I stood on the table for Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, both when they came out of the draft. And I like, they both exceeded even my expectations, even though I've been backing them forever. But I do think Brady's got to be one. Rogers still doing his thing. Uh, so he's got to be in there. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. And it's funny when you look at like Allen, Herbert, and Mahomes, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, can move a little bit, gunslingers. So, man, I would be happy with any of those quarterbacks, though. Let's not get too far. I'm going to kind of change the question up, but I only want one answer for each one, okay? One game. Give me a QB. You get one game. Right now. Hey, Brady. Tom Brady. And I 100% agree. One season. Probably Tom Brady still. I think so. Yeah, that's fair. Now let's, it's going to change a little bit. Five years from now. So I get him for the next five years? Uh, No. In five years. It's a prediction-based. Who do you oh. think? About? Yeah, it's prediction-based. Sorry. Um, in five years, give me Justin Herbert. I think, uh, yeah, I think you nailed it. Justin yeah. Herbert and Josh Allen, I think this year are going to be the AFC Championship game, and the Chiefs 
I think the Chiefs paid Mahomes too much, and their defense is going to suffer greatly for it. I, I truly do. So it's not about his talent. I just believe that Josh Allen got paid a little less, still a lot of money. But I think Herbert's going to be able to learn from that, too. And if he can keep his roster, he'll just be able to beat him, and that'll help his legacy, too. He's a smart guy. So uh, what, I think Allen and – What Mahomes needs now is three or four years into his contract – when the contract comes down versus the cap right now, it is, it's, it's going to be really hard for the next two years, three years, probably, but in that four five, six year, cause it's a 10 year deal. Yeah. It's gonna really start to make more sense for the team. Cause it, right now it looks silly. And you guys can go back to the podcast when we talked about the NFL draft. And I said, man, if Burrow's really going to go one, I think you could trade that pick and get Herbert at five or six and, Granted, it was close, but I said I think Herbert's going to be the best quarterback out of that draft. And, you know, Burrow's still doing his thing, but the mobility factor and, God, he's got a can. Justin Herbert is, if you could build a quarterback, I think that's how you would that's how you would build it personally. Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, too, with the coaching that he's gotten to, to perfect his throwing motion. I love those two guys. I'll have a jersey of those two guys before 2020 ends. I, I've always I've always loved those guys and watching them play is so fun. Yeah. Before we get into our top tens here, I got one more thing. Can you do you have Kansas City schedule nearby? I do. Yeah, go ahead and pull that up. I got it. So Kansas City's currently sitting at two and three. Okay. Um I wanna I wanna just quickly, not super long, but quickly, I wanna predict their 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 finish. Yeah. So, so week six, what do we have here? They are at the Washington football team. <laughs> I have that as a win. Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah. Move on. Uh, at Tennessee Titans. You know, Tennessee's always played them really well, but they're kind of a train wreck right now. They're really beat up, and they, they are having the same issues as Kansas City. They can't stop anybody. And who do you trust more, Patrick Mahomes or Ryan Tannehill? Mahomes. I would I would give Kansas City the win there. That moves them to four and three. Uh, Monday night home against the Giants. It's an uh, interesting. That's an interesting matchup. But Daniel Jones probably isn't going to play right now. His concussion seems pretty serious. Who knows? And, and, and Saquon probably won't play in that game. If this game was two weeks ago, I would like the Giants in a close one potentially just because of the matchup, but now I think the Chiefs take that. Would you agree? I'm going to give Chiefs a win, too. Yeah, so they, they're now moving to 5-3, and three, looking in a better situation here. Home against the Packers. Packers moved the ball up and down. I like them. Yeah, yeah, I Aaron do. Aaron Rodgers versus that defense. Yeah. At the Raiders. Raiders are a train wreck. Would we agree? Yep. Okay. Chiefs. Home against the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. I freaking love the Cowboys right now. Good. And if this game was played today, I think they would whoop them. Yeah. I'll give Kansas City a little momentum to keep that game close, but I'll, I like Dallas to win the game. Then they have a bye week. Okay. They win in that. They come out of the bye week home against Denver. We're going to take the Chiefs there, I think. Yeah. Denver's kind of falling off as of right now. Yeah, I agree. Then they're home against the Raiders. We just said they would beat them. We're going to give them a win there. Yeah, give them two. December 16th, they are at the Los Angeles Chargers. 
I think the Chargers are the better team. Chargers have their number, man. Yeah. Then an interesting game because, again, we don't know what their offense is, but they're home against the Steelers. Steelers do have a top defense, so. You know, truthfully, that game was on the road. It's strength versus strength, weakness versus weakness straight up in this game. That's why it's kind of interesting. Unfortunately, your guys' offense really hasn't done much, and you now you just lose Juju. Um, yeah, Aaron. yeah, I'm, I'm, I gotta go Kansas City there. Yeah. Their last two games are at Bengals, at Broncos. Man, I love the Bengals. Bengals being healthy, we're talking healthy here. I like yeah. the Bengals there. What do you? No, where bro, are you? Gonna, God, that Chiefs defense is. They're on pace to be the worst in NFL history. So I mean, yeah. it's tough to. Gotta take that into consideration. Can we give Kit Cincy a win there? Give Cincy the win and give him a loss against the Broncos. You think the, they split with the Broncos? No, give him a win against the Bengals, loss against the. Uh, Ter- I know you mean. We're they're splitting yeah. there. So we finished them at eight and four. So eight plus two is ten. Four and they're tenants that we have them as a ten and seven football team. I think that's extremely fair. For where they're at right now, at a two and three, we have them going on a four or five game stretch there. And and the Raiders played them well. And Derek Carr's have an unbelievable season. So we gave them two losses there. The Raiders, you know, John Gruden's out of the building, give them a week to figure it out, and then they can get rolling again. Maybe maybe things happen there. <clears throat> so I mean, there's maybe they beat the Bengals. Maybe they get their defense tightened up and beat the Bengals. I don't know. There's the the losses we gave them: Green Bay, Dallas, Cincy, and the Chargers. All four of them have elite quarterback play. Okay, have good wide receivers and can run up and down the field on any team, let alone a bad defense. Would we yeah, agree? We all, yeah, we also have to know that their three losses are Ravens, Chargers, Bills. Three teams we all expect to be there in January, and. You know, they could easily be one and four. You know, Baker on that getting tripped, throwing the interception. Even if they were one and four, it's still Cleveland, Baltimore, Chargers, Buffalo. Like, that's – those are four strong teams. So – and you look at their point totals. I mean, they were able to put up points on in all those games. So, the Chiefs could rattle off three, four, five here in a row with Washington, Tennessee, Giants, Green Bay, Raiders. You know – they could turn things around, too. I mean, are, is Mahomes going to continue this interception fiasco? I mean, we'll see. Yeah. That's all I had. Um, I, a lot of these questions, if you haven't if you haven't already been able to tell, they're Kansas City related because I think Kansas City is in trouble. Do I think they're in trouble as far as, like, they're going to be a bottom-feeding team? No, but I think they are not elite they're, right now, they're not in the Super Bowl bubble. They are like they're they're trying to make the playoffs right now. I just they have problems, and I think we already discussed those. Yeah. But I just uh, one little nugget I just wanted to say because it's a long way away, but um, there's a lot of turmoil going on in the Raiders right now. Yeah, and um, Derek Carr is in the last year of his contract. There is potential that he moves on from the Raiders, you know, but he, he could be a free agent if he, he doesn't. Has, like he has said so many times that he'll retire before he plays for another team. Okay. Well, never mind. I was just going to say to watch out for Derek Carr to potentially be on the move. Very, he's been very vocal, but at the same token, you know, with, with, 
it's a business and sometimes yeah. things are in rough shape and there's opportunities out there. I mean, gosh, off the top of my head, Green Bay is going to have a spot. Maybe Devontae Adams doesn't come to Oakland. Maybe he goes to Green Bay. Okay. Pittsburgh's going to have a spot. Denver's going to have a spot. Miami has a spot. That's just off the top of my head. Uh, Washington football team. There's some other ones. Yeah. Ones. Seattle when Russell leaves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you ready for uh, top 10 power rankings here? Yeah. I mean, I'm ready if you are. Yeah, I will say this before we get into the top 10. So, again, for the YouTube watchers, I've been sitting on my couch. I this I might this might be a happy accident. I like this. I feel like I'm just literally casually chatting. I don't feel like I'm podcasting. I feel like we're just chatting it up. Got a boy. And don't get me wrong. It's not. I'm not trying to make it seem like when I'm podcasting, it's a chore because it's not. I love talking sports with Brad. But I just right now, I'm just like, man, I'm just literally kicked back. And, and the next week, I need to find a way to put my feet up. <laughs> oh, shoot. Anyways, here we go. Top ten. I'll start. Go for it. All right. 10 is debatable. There are some teams I would hear you out on. But from what I've seen of this football team, I think they are the most deserving for 10. Again, I'd hear you out on a couple different teams. I got Cincinnati here, even despite a loss. Um, I thought they should have beat Green Bay. Obviously, Green Bay should have beat them, too. There's a lot of missed field goals. I thought they played great, and I have super high expectations of this team that I did not initially have coming into the year. Um you know, I listed a couple guys for Coach of the Year awards, and right there is Zach Taylor. I think he has been pretty good, and a lot of times people kind of write Zach Taylor off like he's not a good coach, but they're doing good things. And drafting Jamar Chase, I don't know who said that on this pod. Maybe it was me, but what a great idea. Like, holy hell. Uh, number nine, the team that beat the Bengals, but barely, uh, the Packers. Four and one on the year. They're four four in a row, actually, here. Um I like the Packers. I think they've really cleaned up their act. They are a ticking time bomb, though. I've been saying this all year, and I agree with that. I, I mean, I'm sticking to that. I think at one point they will implode. Number eight. This team is so stinking good that they should be 5-0. and it's, a, it's the Cleveland Browns. You know, a lot of a lot of Browns fans are, are they love Baker, and I know why you love Baker, and I get it, and I I like Baker for you guys, but there are two losses. He had the ball in his hands and and wasn't able to drive them down to win. Say what you want, but uh, you know the game that I seen last week, they became the first team in NFL history to score forty points, have five hundred yards of total offense, and never have a turnover and lose the game. I don't know. Something's got something's got to change. Uh, coming in at number seven, it's the team that I picked to win the division and backed out on, and now I look like an idiot because I think I would have been right. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, four and one. They've won four in a row. They've won four in a row here. Lamar <coughs> Jackson is playing the best football of his entire career, and he's a former MVP. His unanimous MVP year through five games right now he has more pass yards more rush yards higher completion percentage better win loss he just has uh like three less touchdowns he became the first quarterback in nfl history to have over 85 percent completion percentage when throwing for 400 yards um 37 the, for 43 the, the dude is an absolute cheat code it's it's truly not fair um 
I whiffed on him. I've, I've been whiffing on him for a long time. And the biggest stat that we – I can't even believe I didn't bring it up. His biggest stat is not that he completed 85% of his passes. It's truly not. It's the fact that I've always said he can't play from behind, and he came from 19 down. Right. Ravens. Ravens at seven. Uh, six. This team has an argument for being higher. Every every team is interchangeable in this top six. Honest to God, I, I think these are all – actually, the top seven, in my opinion, is all interchangeable. They are – these are the best teams in the league, bar none. But number six is the Cowboys. Four games in a row. Their only loss was to the Super Bowl, reigning Super Bowl champions. The Cowboys are doing it how you expected them to do it before we knew Dak was going to throw the ball 50 times a game. Now that he's not, they seem unbeatable. And they're playing great on defense, and they're doing things that really I thought they were capable of, but we hadn't seen yet. That's one of the reasons I picked them to win the East, but it's a good football team. Five, I don't know why they're down this far. I truly don't. <laughs> Two weeks ago, they were number one. But I have the Rams at five. And it's for nothing. There's, there's, no, there's no great reason they're at five. But when I ask myself who would win in a neutral site game between these four teams ahead of them, I, I would pick the teams ahead of them. Um, I love the Rams, but they're at five. I, I, I'm sorry, Rams fans. There's Rams fans listening to be like, Jeff, you're a hater. I'm, I'm truly not a hater. I've been talking to Brad for, for months about the Rams. I just, they're at five. Four, Justin Herbert, the freaking Chargers, man. Justin Herbert is a man. He is a freaking dude, all right? That's why they're four. They're, they're, they just beat the first team in NFL history to score 40 points, 500 yards in that tournament, and still won. I mean, that say no more. The Chargers, are, they're good. They beat Patrick Mahomes. Um, they beat the Cowboys, who are on my list. So, Chargers at four. Three, it's Tampa Bay. Uh, this team, I didn't think would ever fall farther down than two. But the two teams ahead of them right now, I think are playing better football. Um, at the end of the day, Tom Brady's still the GOAT. I think he's still the best quarterback or yeah, best quarterback in football. But this team has some serious secondary issues that at some point will catch up with them. Two, and this team easily has a discussion for number one, but I left them at two. Buffalo. Josh Allen is playing like an absolute. I know you're mad. It is what it is. I'm not mad. You can be mad. It's fine. I'm, but I'm not mad. It's okay. okay. Buffalo is at two. Cardinals are at one. Cardinals are five and zero. Oh. And that's probably the sole tiebreaker on why they're they're number one. Because when you when you ask yourself who's the MVP of the league, Kyler Murray, who's got the best record in the league, the Charger or the Cardinals. Um, why wouldn't I have them number one? Right now they're playing that way, so. And I know they, they won close over a division rival, but a division rival. So let's let's pump the brakes. And they barely have any tape on Trey Lance. So I thought it was still a good win. Any win in the NFL is a good win, but I thought it was a really good win that a, a lot of people are down on because they won close. Yeah, it's a great list. Obviously, we're going to have some similarities. A lot of teams are on the same spot. Um, I guess I'll just kick it off. Um, Bengals are a good choice at number 10. There's a few teams you could put at 10. Um, people are going to be like, how did you not put the Chiefs on the list? Well, because they're not one of the 10 best teams in the league, maybe. But I think a team that is playing good football right now, great defense, switched over play calling duties, and changed their quarterback. I like the Chicago Bears at number 10. They're 3-2, and two, Justin Fields. I also I have a soft spot for the Bears, but at the same time, <clears throat> this might be my last chance to put them on the list with the gauntlet of a schedule that they have coming up. 
I'll just say this next uh, next like seven or eight games. You know, let's just real quick. Buccaneers, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens, Lions, Cardinals, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks. That's their next there's, eight games. There's two guaranteed wins in there, and that's only if Russell's out. <laughs> right. So that this might be my last chance to put him on there. Maybe it proves people wrong, but I like Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, the defense. So that's that. Number nine is the Packers. Same reasons you mentioned. I'm not going to spend too much time on them. Number eight and seven. I flip-flopped with you. I have the Ravens at eight, Browns at seven. Um, I still think the Browns are a better full, complete team than the Ravens. But then again, this is still only week five. I can't wait to see these two teams play each other. But I had to put them next to each other no matter who I put higher. But I, I like the Browns better. I think they I think they've been unlucky. Number six, we both have the Cowboys. Um crazy that I can only put the Cowboys at six in my opinion because they are so good right now um, number five for me is the Chargers team that beat them they're playing good football obviously the amazing shootout against the Browns but it kind of keeps them out of the top four with how bad the defense played against the Browns I mean still two sides of football and I, I don't know if Herbert's gonna be able to carry them like that all the time when the defense has atrocious days but Chargers are good. Um, number four is Tampa. They just blew out the Dolphins, who should be a winless team. So I'm not going to write too much into that. But Tampa's really good. Offensively, I think they're beginning to really start to click at a high rate. Um, they have only have one loss to the Rams. And, you know, it was before the return game to New England. So did that have something to do with it? Possibly. Number three is going to be the Rams, though. Um, again, their only loss is to the only undefeated team left in the NFL, so I'm not going to punish them too much. They do have a win against Tampa, and every other team they've played, they seem to have handled them fairly easy. Matt Stafford, again, having a really good year. Number two in one, and we flip-flopped. Uh, Cardinals are 5-0. and oh. They have every right to be at number one. I just didn't know if after beating the Chiefs by 18, you were going to go ahead and put the Bills up there. But that's basically what I was doing here. I, I like the Bills more as a whole team, but obviously both of these teams have a chance to meet in the Super Bowl the way they're playing right now. Um, I just look at, you know, last week, Cardinals was a division game, so they did, you know, scrape by. They got a win, um, and the Bills were able to walk into Arrowhead even during a, a huge delay in the away locker room that was such a big deal and never miss a beat in the rain, still put up 38 on the Chiefs and just kind of marched through them. Bills are my top team and you know it was 118 to 21 coming into the game now it's like what 146 to 41 in their last four games it's just incredible so you asked you said I'm shocked you didn't put the Bills at number one after beating the Chiefs by 18 last week you asked me why I didn't have the Bills higher and I said they haven't beat anybody I'm gonna say this they haven't beat anybody I, right, I, right now, I'm not super impressed with Kansas City, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trashing the Bills. Right, the, I, no, I get that. The Bills are a top three team. I have met two, but I don't love Kansas City. Who's Kansas City beat? They beat the Browns. Luckily, when the Browns turned the ball over twice in the fourth quarter, what? It was lucky. No, no, not you. I just I pulled up the Bills schedule. They've beaten nobody. They lost to the Steelers. But I'm and saying like they're water. I'm saying like their upcoming schedule. 
Yeah, let's hear it. Let's give me their next three. Let's predict these. <laughs> I'm gonna give you like their next seven. Let's go. Titans. They're they're winning that. that. But the Titans Dolphins. are. Would you agree they're trash right now? Yeah, Dolphins. Trash. They're gonna shut them out Jag- again. Jaguars. <laughs> Stop. What do they play a good team? No, no, hold on. Hold on. Jets. Wait. No. Hold on. Colts. We then will, the... we. We've said the Steelers or the Colts had a really tough start, and Still. they were going to get better. But my lord, there might That's be a bad. The sa- that the Saints. We'll Tougher. see on the- That's their toughest matchup, outside of probably Kansas City. That is their toughest matchup all year. Then they Truly. play the then they play the Patriots. They're better than New England. Period. Then they then they have a really good game against Tampa. Ooh, when's that? December twelfth. That Sunday night. Tonight. No, it's 425. But then even their last four games. Panthers, are they as real as we thought? We'll see. Yeah. Patriots, Falcons, Jets. That's the rest of their schedule. Not only will they win a bunch of games, they're going to obliterate a lot of teams. Like, this obliterate team, them. This team should be 14-3, and three, worst case scenario, with that oh, remaining schedule. You're, you're being generous. There's no way they lose three games with, with this schedule the rest of the way. I mean, seriously. I from the beginning that I thought New England would would split with them. It's a tall task right now. It is a tall task. Buffalo's good, and I'm not trying to say they're not, but they're not playing anybody. That's all I'm trying to say. They, you just said it. We're, we know they're good. We know they're going to win these games, but they're not playing anybody. It's like, will they be back come January? I guess the only thing I'm saying there is when you play bad teams, I mean, these games are over in the third quarter. Like, that's all you can ask great teams to do. It's They're not playing to their competition. When they play bad teams, they're literally obliterating them. They shut 40 to nothing on the Texans. 35 nothing. 42 to 21 against Washington, and they had, like, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter when they were playing prevent. This team has the best safety tandem possibly in the NFL in, Hoy- in uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. They've got a top five or six corner in Tredavious White. They drafted a pass rusher at their first and second pick, one of them Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, who had that tip pick to himself. Jermaine Edmonds, three years ago, was a first-round pick at middle linebacker. Their O-line looks better. Allen's playing out of his mind. Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, running game looks okay. Josh Allen's playing out of his mind. Special teams is consistent. This team has no weak spots. This team has no weak spots in Man, you turn on the TV and you're you're watching the Bills and they just up and down the field the whole game. It's Josh Allen literally jumps off your TV. And Dawson Knox, the safety that that's been coming out of nowhere. And if the thing is, is if he sees anyone within seventy yards, he can gun it to him. Like his, what the coaching has done to him after coming out of Wyoming, it took him two years and he's just a machine. Love yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, day late. Hopefully not a dollar short. Hopefully you guys, uh, you dug this. Um, I if, got you, the... if you're listening to this, do me a Art favor. Is... I'm going to give a keyword here. Now I want you to either text me, DM me, post it on the Real Talk page, hit Brad up. I don't even care. I just want to know who's out there supporting the pod. Here's, here's the keyword of the day. 
Apple. Okay? If you're listening to this, text me, DM me, Brad, whoever, tweet at me, Apple. Okay? I want to know who's listening. I want to know who's supporting. Uh, I know a couple of you guys are out there, and we're digging it. Uh, but, yeah, keyword today, Apple. Oh, yeah. Anything? Man, <clears throat> I get to watch Luca in five minutes. Let's go. Let's go. I'm so, I'm so excited. NBA's back around the corner. We're going to have an NBA pod coming up pretty soon here. Uh, as always, get with us Sunday live, 11 a.m., Spotify Green Room. Uh, the people that are in it are digging it, and that's all we can ask. And uh, we'll see you back next time, guys. Later, guys. See ya. Real talk.